Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Dodder. To learn more about today's reading or to read along with us, check out jointhejourney.com. Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Caitlin Beard. Hey, Emma. Caitlin, and you are here for the first time ever. You brought a special friend. I did. Who did you bring? Um, my dog, Molly, is joining us today. Um, she's about seven pounds and a little uh, chawini. <laughs> a chawini? What is that? It is a chihuahua and a weenie dog. Mix. Yes. Okay, I love it. Yeah. So... She, you can't see this if you're listening to the podcast right now, but she is holding Molly in her arms as we record this. And you just drove straight here from home in Louisiana. Yes. And Caitlin, I we've met before, but tell me a little bit about your faith journey. How'd you get here? Yes. So I grew up in Louisiana in a very large Catholic family, and I moved to Dallas after college, after undergrad in 2013. And had a friend invite me to the porch. Really had like one foot in, one foot out of following Jesus. The Lord just completely captivated my heart through the story of David and Samuel. Oh, yeah. And just through the people of Watermark and my community. And so it's just been such a fun adventure in the last four years of just following Him. Oh, yeah. And you've served in Women's Bible Study, Equip Disciple, Wake with middle schoolers. Yes. And today we are in Mark 11. Yes. And why don't I know we want to talk about the fig tree, right? Mm-hmm. So, so walk us through that story. Give us the, the summary, the spark notes, whatever. Yes. So in verse 12, this tells us that Jesus was hungry, which, I mean, I can relate, and that makes me love him. <laughs> um, so... It tells us that he's hungry, and he comes up to this fig tree, and it's not fig season. There's no fruit on the tree, and then he curses it. So what do you think of when you see him? You read that he's walking up to this tree, and there's no fruit. First, it helps me fully understand that he was fully human. So he's fully human, fully God. I think of him with his disciples and just walking along the way, and I, I'm a visual learner, so my grandparents had a farm, and they have these massive fig trees that have produced so much fruit for generations, right? And I just can't imagine—well, I know what it's like in the winter when it's bare, and there's mm-hmm. no there's no fruit on there. And so that's just so helpful to visually see. And then in verse 20, we see that they're walking the same path, and Peter says, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed withered. And Jesus said to them, have faith in God. That's all he says. That's wild. Yeah. Why do you, what do you do with that? What do you do with that? I mean, there's so many things that you could do with that. First, you're seeing His infinite power. And we go into, in verse 27, that's when we talk about the authority of Jesus. But you're seeing how powerful He is, His earthly power on this earth to kill a tree. That's wild. Hmm, that is wild. I have had faith in God circled. And I wonder, like, did they not think that he was powerful enough to kill the tree? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this. The, here's what this commentator says. We only get the fig tree story once. And the point was that dependent trust in God can accomplish humanly impossible things through prayer. God is the source of the power to change. Moving a mountain is a universal symbol of doing something that appears to be impossible. Jesus presupposed that overcoming the difficulty in view was God's will. 
a true disciple of Jesus would hardly pray for anything else. The person praying can therefore believe that what he requests will happen because it is God's will. He will neither doubt God's ability to do what he requests, since God can do anything, nor will he doubt that God will grant his petition, since it is God's will. He will not have a divided heart about this matter. Which I guess that's going into like the last few verses of this section, right? Yeah. Because he says, hey, have faith in God. And then he continues. What does this faith look like? He gives the mountain example. And then he says, therefore, so because of all of this, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, pray it with this kind of faith. You think that's what he's saying? I think he's like, if you just watched me kill this tree, if you have the faith, whatever you ask— Whatever you pray and ask for and you believe and you've received it, it will be yours. So what does this look like in your life, that kind of faith? I think that for me, this comes in leading. I'm walking into a season of seventh grade girls, and there's 17 of them, of these little lives that we want so desperately to know and love Jesus. And they come in with all these different stories and it is like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say? How? What do we talk about this week? What? And you know, we have curriculum and all that. But sure. Like, how do we navigate conversations and in, in little things in life? How do we love them well? I think in the workplace, I love my job. I love working and navigating the conversations inside the workplace. Of this is scary. I don't know what this looks like, Lord. But if you've put me here, then. I'll be obedient enough to follow you, like, every day. What do you do? I work across the street. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, I do employee benefit consulting. Okay. And I love it. We are coming up with, like, benefit package plans for employees, like their health insurance, how much it costs, those types totally. of Totally. That, like, helps people live. Yes. And can they live with affordable coverage? Or when gotcha. something happens— are they going to have enough coverage to not be bankrupt? Got it. Yeah. And so you get to live on mission as you do that. Yeah. I love it. It's a corporate America, but not corporate America because I work with very large organizations, but we're not a large organization. So we have like Bible studies on Friday mornings. We That's so fun. Yeah. Well, we're in the office, so it's fun. I love it. And you also wanted to speak to, in this chapter, the authority of Jesus. Yes. So tell me about that. Why was that something you noticed in this chapter? That gives me peace in the sense of, okay, it's not all on my shoulders. It's on His. He's all the authority in mm -hmm. heaven and on earth. And so that gives me peace in knowing, okay, if I'm going to trust Him with my life, with my conversations, with my daily choices, I can't derail his plan. Totally. You can't. But oftentimes we think that we could. Is that a ditch? Yeah. What does that look like? Well, I think that's pride. Oh, for sure. If you had one last thing to say about this chapter, what would you share? I love the humanness of Jesus in this and the godliness of him in this. Like in the same chapter of him saying that he's hungry, he's also killing a tree by his words. Which is a crazy juxtaposition. I can't imagine the God of the universe saying that he's hungry. And then in the same moment, killing a tree, withering it. Withering it. And I'm also, 
I'm imagining a massive tree, not like a twig. I'm imagining like a fig tree that's been there for 50 years. A good while. Yes. 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good number. Yeah. And so I'm just imagining this huge tree. And so I think it's like he's so fully God and he's so fully man. And then he still died. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to do that. But that's what he chose. Because he loves us. Yes. It's a good reminder. Thank you, Caitlin. Thanks for being here. I wish we could keep talking. You've been so fun. We've got puppy running around. This is Join the Journey History right here is what this is. And I'm so glad we're all on this journey together. Thanks for listening. Did you know you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? Leaving a review helps others more easily find the podcast and read along with us. So we'd love your help.